to the Construction Big Breakfast, where we give you a hearty serving of insider tips and business strategies to help fuel your day so you can thrive in the construction industry. Now, here's your host. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Tip Top Tim Fitch, and welcome to the Construction Big Breakfast. Today, we'll be diving into all sorts of interesting subjects on uh, system build, uh, sustainability, uh, off-site manufacturing, and probably answering the biggest question facing construction. How do you regain control of the sales process? Anyway, joining me today for this podcast is our special guest, uh, Mark Porter. And welcome, Mark. Thank you. Welcome, welcome to this podcast. Can you give the listeners a little introduction to yourself? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Tim. It's a pleasure to be on here today. So Mark Porter, I'm the Vice President of Integrated Design at Nexi. I'm a chartered structural engineer in the UK. Spent a number of years working in the UK before emigrating to Canada in 2007 and joined Nexi in September as I saw an opportunity to join a company that uh, is looking to disrupt the construction market in an interesting way. And so I'm part of the engineering team here and uh, it's an exciting journey. Now, I'm really looking forward to this podcast, Mark, because uh, there's some interesting stuff that we're going to be talking about. Anyway, before we get into the uh, meat and potatoes of the talk, or to our vegan friends, that would be the potatoes and potatoes part of the talk. Uh, the first question everyone gets asked, Mark, what did you have for breakfast this morning? So, honestly, I'm not a big breakfast person, but today I knew I was coming on here. Um, coffee. First of all, it's got to be a good coffee. And then toast and marmite, traditional English, little breakfast, toast and marmite, two slices, thinly right. stripped bread with butter, and you've got to love it or hate it. <laughs> well, yeah, you're right. It is one of those things. Uh, and of course, during lockdown, uh, I often had toast and marmite because um, I couldn't go to the gym and I had to cut the calories back. But now in the UK, anyway, the gyms are open. And today I was able to have a big fry up and more, more importantly, it was at uh, a little cafe that we use near our office in central London, which uh, unfortunately it's the first time, it's only really the first week it's been open since um, last summer. So it was good to see them and good to be back there. Anyway, nice. that's, that's breakfast done. <laughs> that's breakfast done. Anyway, Mark, tell, tell me a little bit more about for those that don't know uh, exactly what Nexi's up to. Yeah, so Nexi is uh, a building solution provider. We're a prefabricated, pre-manufactured, uh, panelized system. So we're not, we don't build complete buildings and then ship them volumetrically. We do it in panelized. I think IKEA the buildings, if you will, and we do uh, wall panels, floor panels, roof panels. Uh, and essentially, it's a, a, a system that reduces our carbon footprint, provides a really good thermal insulation and can be built really quickly on site due to our uh, panel system. Yeah. And I, I noticed uh, on your website that the, the, there's all sorts of sustainability benefits. There's some quality benefits. There's obviously the speed once you're on site. Um, yep. Can you tell me a little bit about how all of that, without going to the details of it, how can the quality be better? Uh, yeah, so great question. So I think the, the first 
point comes uh, actually during the design process where we we always you know, want to be part of the design team. And so we're fully coordinating our drawings, uh, usually through Revit, but with the design team to a point where we have all of the services coordinated within the panels already. We have all of the panels you know, actually accurately drawn up and then that flows through from from Revit and then we use Inventor to produce the shop drawings directly from that. And then that goes straight through to the to the shop floor and we use CNC machines to cut some of the components. We accurately form it up and so we're we're producing things and I got to talk Imperial here, sorry, but we're producing things to within an, an eighth or a sixteenth of an inch accuracy. And so that's pretty phenomenal in terms of construction tolerances. So, yeah. It is, uh, and all of that, obviously, within a factory environment. Correct. Yeah, and we're ISO. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely. And we're ISO certified. And so we have a number of checks and balances along the way to make sure that that's all, all well and good. Um, the, the biggest challenge for us actually is is uh, is when we get to site and the foundations have been poured uh, or, or the base structure is there and that's been done in the more traditional fashion and then we have to fit our fairly accurate panels, uh, quality panels to that system and that's where we have to allow a certain amount of tolerance in our connections. So. Yeah, well, we've seen that with uh, other sort of system built type uh, uh, businesses we, we talk to. Yeah, you know, I can remember one. There was a, there was a people who created a fantastic uh, catenary, and that also worked with a, a super duper pile. Everything that could be done off the side of a train. Mm -hmm. But of course, what they couldn't do was get the pile in sufficiently accurately, so that this catenary was within mm. its tolerance. So they had to come up with a really clever sort of wrist thing. Yeah. To Interesting. Those two systems together, and of course, I suppose you've got a foundation slab system, say, yes. and you've got walls which are within, you say, an eighth of an inch. I might yes. say one millimeters or two millimeters, yes. whatever. You know, exactly. Yeah. Very, very accurate compared with the what you. So, do you find that it has to be an an intermediary system, even if it's, or is it just mastic? <laughs> a little bit of both. <laughs> uh, yeah, so we take control, uh, you know, let's talk about a, a, one of our kind of buildings that we, we've just assembled recently here. So uh, we, it's a small uh, commercial retail unit and what we did several layers. So we've taken control of setting out the, um, the foundation anchors. Uh, and so we actually came on site and surveyed them as we went so that we were relatively sure that they were they would uh, be in the right place and then we did that before pouring and then we did it again afterwards and then within our panel um, we actually design uh, a system of tolerance that allows us up to half an inch of play uh, but it allows us to lock it in and so you know, so 12 millimeters let's put it in that and that allows us just enough to kind of um, move the panel around as we put it in and lock it up and play um, we uh, it's something we think about uh, it all the time as we're designing the, the kind of the key connections in our panel. Our panels are generally connected at the corners, and so we need to be able to play with it vertically, horizontally, uh, to get it true and square and allow for that imperfection. So, yeah. So, uh, well, it's just a different type of engineering, isn't it? You know, you've got something which is made very accurately and something which is made less accurately, and you need the two to be able to work together. And uh, absolutely. 
Yeah, yeah. And then on top of that, you know, obviously we have to seal the building up afterwards for to against weather and rain. And so, yeah, there's a bit of mastic. There's we, we use a three seal system between the panel joints. Um, you know, we're looking at other ways continually of improving that. But uh, actually, we get really good results. Uh, our air tightness tests, we've done blower tests on the completed buildings and they perform way better than than most normal construction, which adds into our sustainability values and our thermal performance of our building overall. Because so. I mean, one of the big benefits surely must be the 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 reduction in waste. Absolutely. Standard methods of construction. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, one of our recent bills for Starbucks, uh, we um, we actually only had the waste was reduced uh, significantly and we basically had one con kind of container of packaging of our panels which we took away and uh, and you know, disposed of ourselves we try and recycle everything uh, you know our, our aim is kind of zero waste yeah on site yeah that's a that's a obviously that's a very desirable aim and mm -hmm. uh, i suppose on a global scene it's well on message isn't it at the moment yeah absolutely i mean construction industry as a whole has contributed significantly to waste and and it's something that's key to our methodology is okay let's see how we can reduce waste as much as possible and so we track it and we we're actively tracking metrics of our waste our carbon footprint and our energy performance on every project yeah i have to say just on the packaging i might drop uh, a note to you afterwards there's a, a company we know that makes biodegradable Hmm. shrink wrap i don't know whether you've come across that uh but i'll, I'll send you the link to the people yeah that, yeah that'd be interesting i know our r d group is always looking at different ways of lowering our footprint and so that'd be great yeah well I'll, I'll share that with you after the podcast yeah uh, so what about embedded carbon because of course you know the cement industry is the one that sort of got away with it today isn't it because it's five percent of co2 or electricity or power whatever it is and it, it's they must have brilliant PR people because they they haven't had the full both barrels like a lot of other industries, have they? <laughs> right, right. But they're very much aware of it. Um, and uh, there's an active movement within the concrete industry to continue to improve their footprint. And I, I know um, if there's a couple of awards being given for reducing their co their carbon footprint um, and trying to 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 bring it down all the time. But our our uh, products, um, so the, I guess the key, and we haven't spoken too much about this, the key is what makes into our panel, what goes into our panel, and effectively it's a structural insulated panel. Um, so it has an EPS core, and then it has the outer skin and the inner skin are made of what we're calling Nexite, which is our proprietary polymer concrete. And that provides a really hard, durable finish uh, with a high uh, quality finish that we can. Um, we can paint, we can pattern, we can um, you know, basically meet the client's requirements in terms of visual performance, as well as provide this hard, durable surface. Um, and the next site itself uh, doesn't have any Portland cement, and it has a proprietary blend of ingredients that give us some of the, the structural and, and uh, fast curing properties. Uh, but we are able to, right off the bat, reduce the carbon footprint of that element of our package by 30% in terms of embodied emissions. We've also done some studies uh, based on the builds that we've done and uh, 
you know, and I'm going to keep referring to Starbucks because that's kind of one of our most recent completed projects where we have all of the data and it's been third party verified. But we were able to demonstrate that our building, um, the kind of the total em emissions for the whole building, we did a study and uh, our kind of total embodied emissions was around the same as if we'd constructed the, the building out of a cross laminated timber uh, system and was about 20% less than if it was a concrete block, masonry block construction or a steel stud design construction, which is pretty phenomenal for us right off the bat. And, uh, and again, we're actively looking at ways in which we can further reduce that. So, so Mark, you obviously we've got, you've got a, a product or a system which is more sustainable, you know, less waste, less embedded CO2, high quality because it's factory manufactured and you can apply different finishes to it all in the factory. Mm -hmm. uh, I presume there's a once you get to site and you've sorted out your slab it goes up very quickly because it's yep uh, yeah very quickly yep yeah we can we, we can um, we can get it up relatively quickly uh you know we like to kind of say about 75 percent quick faster than than constru regular construction um you know the and i'm gonna keep again i go back to the the starbucks because we have the most data on, on that one but we were able to uh assemble the superstructure there in six days and didn't matter we had a thunderstorm during that time you know the only time we can't really uh put our panels up is if it's really high winds because we're craning it um but but rain doesn't bother us which is a good thing here on the west coast in canada um a bit like the uk oh yeah. we can deal with rain <laughs> um and uh you know six days we had a you know we're aware of a similar build uh, traditional method would kind of take uh six months something like that so significant saving so there's a massive saving on site i guess what's the lead-in time typically you know you've obviously got to create these panels on a, yeah. almost a bespoke fashion in the factory yeah. does it take long to well a obviously if you've got massive forward orders i don't mean that i mean from the the drawings being agreed to getting them into the factory how long does that take yeah good question and so there's definitely a lead-in time um for a building of, of of that size which is a you know fairly small kind of two thousand to five thousand square feet can't do that mental math on that in terms of metric. Um, but, uh, you know, we would look at something probably in the order of about three months uh, from the placement of someone say, yes, we want to use your system through to it coming, kind of going through the system and uh, and then going into manufacturing now on site. Um, we're continually trying to optimize that uh, so that we can kind of reduce that, you know, obviously, um, you know, if there's a lot of repetition in the panels, we can kind of get through it a lot faster. Uh, if each panel has an individual pattern or an individual configuration, that takes us a lot longer. Um, and so but we, what we'd like to try and do is work with the design team so that our kind of design drawings are done at the same time as a application for building permit. And then, you know, at, then we can start going to shop drawings and be ready for construction in, this, in the same kind of time scale. Yeah. So let's let's take the example of Starbucks because uh, I'll try and get the product placement in as well. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Um, so if you, how long does it take the Starbucks 
uh, outlet to move through your factory once all the drawings are done? Is it a week, two weeks, a month? What's the sort of, how many Starbucks a month can you churn out of your factory? <laughs> Need loads of them. Yeah, we'd like to get to that point. Um, if we can, you know, we'll see how that develops. But we we um, we have one right now that's just started and it will be you know, just started through the design process and uh, will be assembled on site complete currently on track for the end of October. So kind of six months. That's, so three months, three months yeah. to design it. Then there's yeah. a certain amount of time in the factory and yeah. then yeah, and then out and then assemble few yeah. weeks on site brilliant yeah so i suppose that then the next obvious question mark is that, that yeah what what we've seen around the world is um yeah there's lots of innovation construction is full of innovation but yeah. it's hard it's hard to sometimes get that across during the sales process or the procurement process is probably a better word because yeah i know what it's like in public procurement people want three bids exactly the same so they can choose the cheapest or the apparently the cheapest one and then there's mm. no with apparently no risk because if you've got a unique product how, how, how are you finding the sales process impacting you yeah great question um I, I, and there's no denying that that the public process is a challenge when we have to you know, provide be one of three providers um, because we are different and to our knowledge, there's not a system that is exactly the same as our system. And so it's very hard to get three, three bids uh, like for like. A um, couple of things that come to mind there that we've been actively working through. One of the things is that we um, will go in as an alternate bid. So we've worked with a, with a, a contractor or, or you know, a GC or, or um, and uh, they've kind of bid as they would off the drawings. And then we've come in as an alternate and demonstrate the benefits that way. Um, we've also worked with some of the, the clients, um, you know, we're working with kind of some public bodies where we're working through with them what our system offers and the trades that we kind of um, can replace or, or duplicate. Uh, and so there's, and kind of work through with them and say, well, you know, if you're gonna get a bid that's gonna give the same performance is our system, then you need to add in your, your drywall trade, your vapor barrier, air barrier, insulation, framing, uh, rain screen, finishing, all of that needs to be taken into account if you're going to compare our bid to that bid. Uh, and we've worked through that in, in detail. Um, we've also kind of stepped through schedule savings uh, and, and some of those things, but there's no, no denying it, it, it can be a challenge and so a lot of our success has come to date with private clients uh, and that way we can demonstrate um, achieve products achieve buildings and build up kind of a, a market presence and um, and then you know that'll be another kind of discussion that we can have with those those clients say well we, you know, this, this is what we've done successfully and, and we can demonstrate um, our advantage so yeah yeah, I mean, I, my own view is is the strategic question that the construction industry needs to answer, which is, you know, how do you regain control of the sales process so that everyone wins? Because, of course, yeah. you've, you've articulated what everyone understands. There's all sorts of barriers to introduce something new. Mm -hmm. 
And there's yes. an awful lot of people paid a lot of money to stop you doing it in the best right. interest of the client, they believe. But um, Right, indeed. And I think if we're going to disrupt the construction industry, we have to work through that. Uh, we can't. Yeah. We have to be able to look at new products um, and take them on their merit uh, and, uh, and kind of drop some of that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's a really interesting question because construction is really good at technical stuff. Mm -hmm. Everything we just yeah. talked about is a yeah. great exemplar of that. There's a great system yeah, that has many advantages, but that bit's done now. It's how, how do you market and sell it yeah. so that you can actually achieve a disruption? Yeah, I think what's helped us a little bit, um, what we're seeing helping us is a growing demand for disruption in the industry and a growing demand for things that do have a lower embodied carbon can help contribute towards net zero design. And so we're finding that people are asking for it and there's a demand for it. And so when we've had conversation with with some of the the cities and things, they're actually like, well, this is this is great. Actually, we you know, we would encourage the use of this on some of our retrofit programs and some of you know some of our other kind of uh, high performance projects and that that helps but it's a long conversation and it you know we have to build that trust with with whoever we're talking to so yeah. you know. well you're right and of course it conversations is like we're having today is the intimate thing mm. of course nowadays it's everything else that happens on mm. this mm. Yeah. Which is you know, social media is very important of all types yeah. now. Construction. Yeah. yeah, we I don't know about you, but we we get quite a lot of referrals from Facebook now, which is something I couldn't have imagined a few years ago. Uh, Interesting. Because it's it's people like me, my age, who use it the most. It's not very right. young people. But other right. they use other stuff which is bizarre, but you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Something tick, called TikTok. Tick -tock. Yeah. That's a clock, isn't it? <laughs> Yeah. Anyway, I mean that—that's the conundrum. That—that's really the challenge, you know. Yes. And it's—it's uh, it's effectively a marketing challenge, but it—it's mm. how, how do you sell all those super duper technical uh, and maybe financial advantages that overcome the resistance that's built into the system. Mark, when I was looking at Nexus website, I've obviously got this super proprietary system. The the secret mix that uh, these panels are made out of. But what grabbed my attention was it wasn't quite like many other websites of construction um, provide, yeah, construction service providers or, or, or product manufacturers. You know, almost on the first page, it was, there was some interesting stuff, you know, which was obviously directed at employees or, or or potential recruits and you were talking about things like nexi dreamers and the genius program and the learning hub mm -hmm. is this this sounds radical uh, yes it sounds like a disruption to hr and uh, people development and retention and stuff like that what's it yeah. about yeah absolutely and and credit to our ceo steven sidwell for for this i think this is um his vision of giving back as well as you know um, creating a company like Nexi and I think it's also core to our two you know founders the Dombowski brothers who 
been working on the system for a while and you know, a vision to to um to really do more than just churn product out or give back to the people that that work for Nexi um, and beyond that the, the broader community as well and we're, we're looking at a number of initiatives that we can put in place as we grow and are successful um, you know the dreamers program is, is something that I'd not come across uh, it, it's a way in which you know we all dream we all kind of think that we want to achieve things in life and 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 this is a way in which um, our CEO has kind of said you know by 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 kind of voicing those and thinking about what you want to achieve um, here, here's a way in which we can achieve those dreams and so it's embedded in in our kind of um, working life uh, that we have kind of certain discussions around those kind of things well you know what is it that we're dreaming for and, and how do we how do we work towards achievement of those dreams I can't give you too many details, but I can tell you that it is that very much part of our culture. It's not just a sales spin on the website. Um, the Learning Hub, you know, we have a vision to create uh, you know, teaching materials. Uh, we, we encourage everyone to kind of, we say, bring their genius to work, which means bring your best ideas. Don't be afraid to, to share your best ideas and then in, and, and you know, share that within the company. And then how can we uh, teach things that, that we've learned around sustainability and around kind of our people and culture, um, not just within Nexi, but beyond Nexi as well. So yeah, very much um, uh, embedded within how we're looking at things. And you know, we're a startup, with, we're kind of two years old, and so many of these things are still developing, but it's great to be part of a company that right from the outset has the whole, um, you know, ESG, you know, kind of environmental, social goals embedded within this culture, for sure. Yeah. Well, on that really positive note, uh, let's wrap up this conversation. It's been very insightful, and thank you for joining me today, Mark. Where can our listeners uh, get in touch with you if they need to learn more about you or Nexi? So, website. Yeah, absolutely. There's a website, www w.nexi.com or my uh, email mporter at nexi.com uh, I'm on LinkedIn I think you'll find me there um, t Twitter I go on occasionally we'll <laughs> find you what, what yeah. we we'll do is we put a lot of that stuff in the show notes as well yeah. so um, if people misheard it have a look in the show notes so wonderful and to all our listeners today thank you for tuning in I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Construction Big Breakfast. We have a new episode every couple of weeks. So click the subscribe button and turn your notifications on so you don't miss an episode. And while you're at it, we'd appreciate a five-star review. And if you enjoyed this episode today, please like it and share it. That helps us reach more listeners. If you're interested in being a guest on the podcast or looking to collaborate in other ways, visit our website, which is www.invent.com two ends at the end.com uh, the links in the description and we'll fill out the contact form and one of my team will be in touch with you uh, very quickly so see you next time want to learn more about how invent can help your business maximize its bottom line head on over to www.invent.com and get in touch with our team today thanks for joining us this week on the construction big breakfast 
Make sure to visit our website, www.invent.com, where you can subscribe to the Construction Big Breakfast on all platforms so you'll never miss a show. While you're at it, if you found value in the show, we'd appreciate a positive rating. Or if you'd simply share it with a friend, that would help us out too. Be sure to tune in for our next episode.